0: Thanks for tuning in to Spraymakers, the podcast that dives deep into the world of water skiing with Chris Rossi and Trent Fenton. The relationship to the boat is pivotal to success on the water. The guys discuss how to work with the boat and not fight it while you're skiing. I always hear this like, I'm in a tug of war, I'm in a battle with the boat. I'm in all these things. And I think yeah. that while some of that's true in, in certain ways, I think that that mentality kind of sets us up for a backwards approach to how we want to ski. And so I kind of just wanted to, I don't know, go back and forth yeah. on this and see, see what, what, what's your thoughts on that and um, what do you see? And, and yeah, we'll just see where this takes us.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is one of those, you know, big, big picture, um, you know, big picture ideals or big picture ideas, um, 30,000 foot sort of thing. And it, and it is, it's something, um, it's another one. And it goes along with all these other things, you know, am I supposed to be light on the line? Am I supposed to be powerful against the pylon? Like, and, and what, you know, what is the boat's role? Because, you know, everyone will agree that, that their best passes, even on their hardest line length, you know, when, when, when things are right, I mean, things are just kind of moving and, and yes, it's powerful, but no, it's not really that hard. It's, um, you know, so I think it's just sort of identifying what is it that, that, you know, cause obviously start of the season, nothing feels easy. Right. Um, and, and, nothing. and as much as, as, and as much as I'm like, okay, I remember last year, I just, you know, if I went, if I didn't go so hard, everything went better. Well, start of the year that doesn't, that doesn't really apply, you know? So I think this is, you know, the time, the, the time of year where you, you want to start thinking about this, like, Hey, I get it. It's harder right now. Why is it harder right now? So you can sort of get yourself, you know, on, on the correct trajectory back to a, you know, a spot where you can make some improvements.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that, that couldn't been said any sweeter. The man with uh, magic words. Um, you know what? My number one, as a skier, what my number yeah. one um, question is to the driver at end of passes. Um,
1: yeah, you know, asked
0: I, some something along the lines of, uh, was I hitting you
1: hard or right? That, yeah.
0: Exactly. You know, like how much were you feeling me there? Because there's something that happens out there. And this is, this is why I have to have my checks and balances with my driver. And that's one of the reasons why I like to have consistency in my driving, who I'm driving and skiing with so that I know back and forth, you know, like, oh, well, last week, last week you felt, uh, this, this week you feel this, you know? So what am I doing when I'm doing that? You know? So when I'm skiing, I might go out and feel like I just slayed a pass, right? Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know if I could ski that any more, you know, quote unquote powerful, but connected and together and it all flowing, you know, like every move leads to the next move and all of that. Right. And then I get to the end of the pass and I'm like, Hey, you know, this first thing I do, I ask the driver, like, "Hey, what were you feeling out there?" And they're like, "Oh my gosh, I I had to counter so hard off of every buoy," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, so that was the reverse power that I'm looking for. That's not what I want to have happen." Um, And then there's other times (laughs) where I'm like, I'm like, "Hey, man, was I killing you off the off the buoys?" And then the driver's like, no, man, it was like you came on soft. It was a very predictable, slight more and more counter into center. Like, yeah, super easy to drive. Like, I knew exactly where you were the whole time. (laughs) And the thing, the crazy part is, is that those two passes from my skiing standpoint didn't feel that different. And then, um, so that's why I have to have that checks and balances with the, with the driver in order to, in I order to that. do that. So, but is, it, is there a, anything a, better I a... than that? Sorry, I'm interjecting. Is there anything better than that though? When you have a,
1: a driver that understands your skiing so well, like, um, and I, I just, it was just making me smile because I, I, I think of, you know, a couple driver like, uh, you know, I, I skied with. Uh, chad's got a whole bunch and then I got, I got him in tournaments a whole bunch too and 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 there's just something you know i mean he, he would say um like just a simple comment like you were all over my left shoulder on your on your gate you know and if you can kind of think about where the driver is sitting he's what he's trying to tell me is that i was hammering him way too early on on the on my gate turn in, you know or, or it's like the same thing with with you know scott greenwood like it, i just i'll run a pass and and it might say one word and you're just like, Oh, that was just um, an aside. But when you you have that relationship with a driver, whether, you know, whoever, whoever it may be, it's a, it it makes your job so much easier.
0: Uh, I mean, it's, it's invaluable. So, you know, I've definitely chased, chased great drivers and consistent Mm -hmm. driving my whole career, just because I have a more, the more, Excuse me, the more constant things stay and the more constant your feedback can be, the more information you can gather and then uh, make the best game plan you can. So I think, I mean, like right now at the, the beginning of this uh you know episode, maybe it's like, do we take a second and ask a question like, Trent, what yeah. is the boat doing? Like what what's the what is what's our I mean, what does the boat do for us? you Know, um, and what are some of the things that's happening? So, what I'm trying to get is, is the yeah. 30,000 foot view, right? Like a snow skier has a slope and yes. they know how to do that. We don't have a slope, so what is the boat for us, and um, how do we start to reframe how we think about the boat, uh, from a, from a 30,000 foot standpoint?
1: Well, I mean, do you I think, have a comment
0: on that, you
1: know? What I mean? Well, I know I do. I, I think for me, okay. It, I'll frame it this way then. Like for me, your your the uh, your ability to use the boat, you know, in in terms of uh, you know not having to fight it, but actually using it just for simple, you know, simply just for for you know for propulsion, for using it to to get you quicker from one side to the other. To me, it's it's dependent upon two things, um, and 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 in my opinion, order of importance. Number one is, is is structure. Like if you're going to if you're going to allow the boat to, um, you know, not be adversarial, you've got to have the right structural like like, mechan- like pure mechanical structural alignment that that you can that you can simply let the power of the boat swing you from one side to the other without you having to rebalance. Like any any move, like once like once you come out of a turn and you get connected. or or hooked up or what do you want to say, or or, or the boat has gotten far enough ahead of you that, that you it's now supporting you Um, from that moment, any movement you do is going to interfere with, with your ability to accelerate your ski. Okay. Um, So for me, number one, like again, when, when, when things feel difficult out there, especially at the start of the season and it's no different for, for, and this one always surprises me about June where I'm also, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm finally standing powerfully. Why didn't I do that in March? Um, but yes, you, you've got to be standing in a, in, in, in a structurally aligned balanced manner. So you don't have to try and readjust to the load. Cause any readjustment you make again, is going to, it's going to potentially increase pressure on the rope. And it's also going to come at the expense of accelerating your ski. Uh, okay. That's where, that's where I start with, with this conversation. And, and it, I, I, it's maybe that's too basic, but I think it's the number one thing that's going to allow, because think of it like, you know, everyone knows, you know, high in solemn there's, you know, you, we see it on, on water ski broadcasting company. I mean, these guys are doing five, 600 pounds of pressure or more. So if you were going to, if you knew that you wanted to be balanced, Say you're gonna you're gonna be holding a hundred even 150 pounds in each hand, like you know 150 pound dumbbell in each hand. Well, if you if you were going to know that you needed to stand there for even you know three seconds without moving your body at all, well, you wouldn't you wouldn't pick up these weights and be hunched over or rounded shoulders or your hips back a little bit or or in, or in a partial squat position because I mean that would be incredibly difficult. But I mean, if you simply stood mechanically, perfectly balanced, um, meaning you know, hips under shoulders, ankles under hips, it really wouldn't be that hard for for you to hold that much pressure. So I, I think, again, as soon as things are or to get rid of that that hard feeling where it's just it's such a battle, step number one is is going to be that that balanced structure.
0: That picture you just painted was beautiful really I mean I think that's that's an easy one that people can can really grasp around and then I Mm -hmm. think you know probably for most people to understand then why do you revert to this tug-of-war mentality and or whatever if you're you know when you don't have your stance right that's going to definitely have a a big impact on how you're going to perceive that load, right? Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. So you're saying, I mean, if I had a hundred pounds, I mean, uh, 150 pounds on each arm doesn't even seem possible and that's, you know, 300 pounds of pressure. So we're, we're going to take more than that when we're, when we're skiing definitely shorter lines and, and more aggressive, um, you know, top end speeds and stuff like that. So yeah. Can you imagine rolling your shoulders, uh, letting your hips go back? being on yeah. your heel, you know, like all that stuff. And then, yeah, I would need you to hold this for 10 seconds. You'd be, you know, you'd be blowing out and, and, and then not only that, but you're, you know, like I can already tell my low back would be like, yeah, no, thanks. That You know, that left SI yeah. joint would be, would be like, yeah, I don't like that stance. So, so having proper stance is super key. I think that people, when we first start running the course, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take my, my perspective, taking yeah. myself all the way back to childhood, but like, When you're trying to learn to run the course, the course, every, everybody that's ever tried the course knows that this is, this is how it is. Like you can go out and you can free ski and you can make it all beautiful and link all your turns and we can dial that all into a great rhythm. And technically we're skiing, you know, wonderfully for, for that rhythm. But as soon as you put buoys in that put a, put a a blocker on when you can and can't turn and all of those things, it gets a lot harder. And when um, and then most people just throw things out the window and just go for the hammer town to whatever I got to do to get through this thing. And inside of that, whatever I got to do to to do this thing inside of that thing is this massive desire to make the course. And that massive desire, I think, usually leads to this internal idea that is not real, but it but it is this idea that you can pull yourself, work harder to get earlier to the next buoy. And I reference that to, I'm going to pull the boat backwards. I'm literally, this boat's going to be going at whatever speed I told them to go. And I'm, I'm not (laughs) where I want to be off a buoy and I'm going to pull as hard as I possibly can. And by doing so, I'm actually going to be able to somehow momentarily pull this boat backwards to a, you know, to going way slower than it's supposed to be going for some possible reason. And then I'm going to edge change and I'm going to, Oh, I'm going to be just miraculously early to this next buoy. And I think that that's the, um, you know, we start with that concept from when we're just, just learning now, now granted, I would say that that's you. And I, I mean, that's my perspective from a long time ago. And when I teach people now, that's not the mentality that I teach them. I try to get them away from that even when we're learning to ski the course, but Ultimately running six buoys is running six buoys. You know what I mean? Like, I think that yeah. that's something that's out there and it's so ingrained in us that it, it actually ends up being something that I have found that I have to uningrain from people, um, many, many, many 35 off skiers that I've skied with, they've come to ski with me and we end up skiing at 28 and 32 off because I'm telling them that with the way that they're starting their attack, the shorter the line gets, the worse their problems are going to be meaning like, you know, big, huge slack hits. And I don't understand why I can't get more than two buoys. And you're like, well, let's back it up. Let's look at what we're doing. And that same idea comes back into play for me at my hardest passes, even those, you know, I mean, whatever it is now, like I sure I took a step back and I learned to run 38 and 39 off and 41, you know, but like now when I don't run a pass, most of the time I can go and look back and go, gosh, I'm still trying to pull that boat backwards too hard. Yeah. Like I'm not matching where I need to be. So anyway, that's my long kind of winded version of that. Um, you well, know, and that's and just that,
1: it. Like, so yeah. like, so when you, and, and even, <clears throat> excuse me, like when even like, you know, you watch the best skiers in the world, like when something is, everything looks easy until it's not until something goes wrong. Right. <laughs> so, so, you know, like where do, what falls out? Like why? Like, cause sometimes you do have to, okay, shoulder down. I'm going to pull as hard as I can to somehow get my ski out around six ball, you know? So, and, and it's like that, the, the, when you are in a, a situation where going hard is your only option or, or if that is your only option all the time, it's, it's something is falling out. Right. So, you know, back to, for me, step number one is, 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 is structure. If you're in, if you're in a body position that you can't simply balance behind the load, there's going to be moving parts. Like, like even that dropping your shoulder and pulling as hard as you can, all you're really trying to do is find balance, you know, and what, like, you know, typically it's, if your alignment is off, the pull is going to be too much on your upper body and not enough through your spine, you know, as in not balanced behind the load. So what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to drop your lead shoulder into it, you know, so your upper body goes a little bit forward. Then your lower body goes a little bit back to somehow find balance, right? right. Where if your body was straighter, <clears throat> you, you wouldn't have had to to put all the, that additional load and, and, and energy onto the rope.
0: Right. I mean that that actually brings up that the the concept that I have a lot, which is um, you know, a lot of equal and opposite reaction, right? You just you yeah. just nailed yeah. that one with that. And that pertains to if, oh, because I needed to do this with my upper body, my lower body has to react differently. I mean, that's yeah. the that's that. Everyone but
1: it, even yeah. people with bad body position, they're finding they they are finding a balance point, right? Yes. You know, like the the guy that that just the quintessential hips back skier who can still run thirty two off or whatever he can run, they're they're finding a, um, an inefficient balance point behind the load. Where if you watch, you know, Joel Poland run thirty two off, it looks like he's not even trying. And there's other people that are pulling their guts out to do it. It's it's, it's simply that he's got a he's got a more efficient balance point. Which, you know, goes back to just simple structure and goes back to that simple analogy. If, you know, if you had to hold this 200 pounds in your hands for 10 seconds, what stance would you knowingly take?
0: Oh, gosh, I love that thought. You know, when I I, when I think back to times in my career where, you know, let's just say I was skiing my best. Yeah. um, You know, where I was like I was running 41 in practice a lot. And yeah. that those times I would, I would say that it felt more, it's not the right analogy, but for some reason it's what pops in my head, but it's more like I was like ice skating. Like I hmm. was, it was so efficient Yeah. that I don't know why the ice skating pops in my head, but I just light, yeah. fast, light, yeah. fast, loose, uh, connected, but not being drug, not fighting all the time. It just, it felt fast, light, quick, explosive, clean. Like again, the man with the the words, right? You know, so, you know, that, 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 and I I think what that really is, is efficiency, right? Like your body is recognizing that something is different and something is working. And, you know, the problem with efficiency and, you know, I've, I've alluded to this before is, right after you go and have, I mean, I can't tell you how many times this happens with students and you're going to know it too. So you go watch mm-hmm. one of your students just light up a pass. I mean, just like you're, you're as a coach are sitting there smiling and you're like, yes, that's it right there. How many times is the next pass go to, go to the garbage can? <laughs> yeah. Cause what's the thought yes. of this year? I'm going to do it even better even more I'm going to do it. Oh, you did it. You added the more in there, right? Yeah. Like,
1: yeah, like I, pur- I
0: purposely didn't use that word for that purpose because, you know, like that's it. Like yeah. efficiency isn't more, 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 you know, that's
1: that. And I, and, and I can relate that to my own scheme. If I, if I decide that, you know, today is the day for back-to-backs, I want to, I want to find something. Um, if I'll run the perfect one if, or, 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 you know, I, or the way I frame it, I get to the end of the lake and I'll, I'll tell my driver, that's as good as I can do it. I can't do it any better than that. Um, then, you know, formerly I would have done it again and it would have been like, oh, that wasn't it at all. And it's exactly for that reason where I, I just tried to put, you know, whatever I thought was working, I'm just going to do a little bit more. And also now, you know, now it's, 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 it, you know, it's too much. Um, so I had this idea, like, you know, if, if I run a pass where I'm like, that's as good as I can do it, then I'm then That's it. I don't, you know, I, if that happens on my third pass, I'm done. Cause that's, uh, I can't do it any better than that. And I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have that shortness a little bit more mentality. Yeah. It's, it's shorten it or do something back to back
0: set. Done. Get in home. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I do, I mean, the beginning, early season, four pass setters for me, I might even, I mean, if I, like I said, if that, if that happened on pass three where you just lit it up, like, why wouldn't you want to leave the water right there? And then, you know, ski another set that's a little bit exactly. uh, closer, closer to your last set. Like, instead of taking an hour in between, you can go a half hour, you know, like, well, whatever, whatever that is, you know what I mean? But, um, I think, I think another analogy or whatever about the more, the more, the more it's like, okay, if you're driving a, like, if you're driving a race car, right? Like, it, do you want to just go as fast as you can and then have to hit the brakes as hard as you can to make a turn? Or are we trying to find that that balance between what is the race car driver trying to do? Is it is it actually that they're trying to break the least or accelerate the most? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I, I, I find mean, this be, like, I don't know. You, would
1: be, you wouldn't be looking for the, you know, the guy that wins the race isn't necessarily the guy that had the single fastest moment, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. It'd be the fastest, it'd be the fastest overall through, through your, whatever, your 16 seconds.
0: Right. So I think there's this, this efficiency line and the, the longer the rope, the more inefficiencies you can add and still be able to ski a great line. Like I can think about my opening pass. I can purposefully over ski and add more power to it. And the forces that I get off the second wake, I'm physically strong enough to handle and move through and still be able to apex at the right moment to backside the buoy and keep it going. Right. But like as the line gets shorter relative to whatever line lengths that you ski, if you are shortening it then you have to start thinking about this other concept, which is when do I want to get my apex and where does my apex want to be, right? Yeah. Like, like is that something that you're you're thinking about when you're building speed and things like that? Like, I mean, a 41, if you go, if, at, at a really short rope, if you go as hard as you can into the wake, you're going to develop tons of speed into that moment. But the pressures that are happening there are so great I don't know that I'm strong enough well, yeah. to hold that. Maybe well, even,
1: and even and even just simply like if you're like, okay, what the rope at forty one versus thirty-two, I mean, just given that it's shorter, there even just the simple fact that there is far less stretch, right, as it gets shorter. So um, every you know, every ounce of additional input you put in as the rope gets shorter, it's it's there's going to be more direct pressure. Can
0: you can you uh can you uh Phil, if anybody just missed that can you can you kind of bring that back a little bit like so what you're saying is as the rope as you have less rope attached between you and the boat there's yeah. it's less potential for it to stretch
1: yeah yeah you know and and you know now we're talking about the you know more of the, you know minutia, but but um yeah you know there's there's as the line gets shorter there's greater opportunity to You know, I don't want to say overdo it, but, but that wouldn't be the wrong thing to say, overdo it. You know, it's, it's a lot easier to build pressure as a line gets shorter, even just, you know, one for the, I mean, one, there's going to be more, there's more angle involved and two you know, there's less stretch in the rope involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, I just, just kind of an aside. Yeah.
0: (laughs) No, it's good for people to like, like your rope, like our ropes have stretch built into them. So there's a point at which you know that stretches probably feels um, nice to uh, somebody who's turning into a, a load of slack, right? Like like that little bit of give might might um, be be a positive thing for you. But on the flip side of that, the more stretch something has then the more that you can load it out of the buoy, the more that it's going to want to rebound off the second wake as well. So, yeah. I mean, I yeah. They're... And it's like
1: giving you, it's giving you more time to find that balance bef- you know, on a longer rope I'm saying right. with, with more stretch. <clears throat> right. And, and again, I'm not advocate, advocating for a stretchy rope versus a stiff rope. That's no, no, no. no that's, not the, here, but that's not the call. Yeah. yeah. Be, but yeah, as we, you know, with a longer line, as as it's, you know, reaching its max tension, it's doing it at a more controlled rate because there's more stretch and it's it's giving you, affording you more time to find that balance point before you're under max load where a very short rope, you know, that it goes from, from first contact of pressure to, to maxed out much more rapidly. You know, that's why, you know, again, like the you know, margin of error is just gets tighter and tighter and tighter as we shorten the line.
0: Uh, exactly, exactly. So that's a good way to way to uh, finish that up. It kind of, I guess, all of this leads me to a question I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Um, and I'm I. This is these are you know hypothetical questions, but um, so the question is it, like, is it really then that we want to use the boat as little as possible, like? Is that what we're trying? You to know do? what? Like, though, uh, that, like, is that the that's most an interesting, efficient yes, way to see? That's speak? an
1: interesting way of, of of saying it because, and that is some. That's funny you, you you say that because, like, and like, not not throwing darts at anybody, but there's cert, the the better the skier, the less they are. The less sensitive they are to boat brand, boat brand, to boat brand, to boat brand, um, the less sensitive they are to rope brand, to rope brand or rope model, Mm -hmm. and the less sensitive they are to different drivers, you know, and obviously you need better driving to run 41 than you do to run 28. I get it. But, but you know, there's, there's a certain, there's a, like a. Well, I'm going to say that, but anyway, <laughs> the, the better skier you are. Yes. I, and to answer your question. Yes. Like, uh, you know, there, like, you know, what, I can go from boat to boat, to boat, to boat. And I could, I, I could not care less, you right. know, and, and, and the same holds true for, for, for ropes. So, you know, I, I don't get to a tournament and the, and they only have brand a optimized B and, and it's like, oh no, now what? But there's a, you know, I think the more you are. The more you're on the boat, the more you're on that rope, the the more sensitive you're obviously going to be to it.
0: Oh, I mean, to go on what you're just talking about, I blow people's minds on on zero off. They're like, so what's your setting? How come you? And I'm like, to be honest with you, I don't really care. I just pick one and and roll with it. Like, yeah, yeah. They don't they know, don't make that much difference. Like really, you're going to you know you know yeah. One comes on a little bit quicker. One is a little bit softer but you're going to you're going to get used to that within a little bit so yeah. you know go ahead and just pick one and go for it you know what i mean yeah. like i mean yeah. but people oh, just lose their mind over that they're like i i know for a fact cuz i spent you know 6 weeks last year going back and forth and you know
1: well c1 yeah, is my
0: jam like,
1: well I, I and it's yeah and it's like it, it's uh you know i've had people tell me that um, you know, on on a nautique, A two is the only one that works. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense. I uh, heard that last so,
0: month too. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> well, so, or or just like you know, just if people are curious about this, like Corey Vaughn, when he goes to a tournament, it it could be the World Championships. I mean, when they when they ask what Larry wants, he says, "I don't care." you know and 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 if you weren't forced to pick one he he wouldn't like when i when i when he and i ski together um i never ask he never tells and i never i never whoever was skiing before that's the letter cory gets you know
0: c3 plus
1: whatever he wouldn't care <laughs> it doesn't it does, you're just gonna you're gonna it yeah. yeah and he's not he's not an outlier like you know the 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 best skiers in the world will, 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 will tell you that and, and now that now this is an aside rant but you know, but, but maybe it's one that people needed to hear it, it's the best skiers in the world will tell you that they they don't care you know they have the letter they use um in the same way that you know they have the board shorts that they like to wear
0: i know? want to get terry winter on here and we're going to have a discussion about his zero off settings
1: <laughs>
0: it'll be a quick it'll be a very very quick uh episode I don't know, man, <laughs> don't know, man. <laughs> something, along that, something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. So uh, back to that question though, yeah. right? Like, yeah. I think that that's, I think that this, that concept is actually maybe the winner of the day, which is we're really trying to use the boat as little as possible. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I know what you're saying. I, I mean, you're, and, and, on... and,
1: and as a result, the boat's doing the work, but, but yes, yes. Like I I, I want to be, and I interrupt you again, I'll stop doing it. this, will be, but I want to be, I want to be so fast and so high and so far ahead of the load that, that by the time the boat picks me up, everything's already done. You know, by right. the time, by the time I come back through and the boat has gotten far enough ahead of me to, that it's supporting me, I, I my angle's already set my alignment's already set. I'm already moving or still moving forward, so it's it's already finished, you know. And, and I, I you know, full disclosure, I can't feel like that in March or April or May. I can't. But by, you know, August, September, October, that's exa- that's that's exactly what I feel.
0: Exactly. Exactly. well exa- yeah, and while well, you're building your strength, you're building your timing, you're building your stance. You know, it's all got to work together. And that's really crucial. That goes back to our, you know, early season recommendation of not chasing setups and settings, you know, so that you can start to dial this stuff in. Um, You know, okay. so for an example of somebody that I have never skied with before, but when I watch this person ski and there's a lot of chatter on what is this person doing that is uh, that's so successful. um, And that's uh, Charlie Ross. Right. Like when I watch that dude ski, what a ripper, A, Uh, B, B, I know that he's put in a lot of hours. So that's not, that's not, I mean, sure. There's a natural talent component to that, but it's the hard work that, uh, and the dedication that these skiers put in that pay off. But like, when I look at him and they, and, and people ask me what, what's his secret that to me, that's his secret. His secret is he's, he's using the boat as little as possible. Mm-hmm. Like even when he's like in his lean, it doesn't look like he's trying to pull that boat backwards at all. No. He's just hooked up to it. And he's like, well, whatever this thing's going to give me, that's going to be enough. And like for that. for
1: him, it's his timing is really good. His yeah. timing is really good. Yep. You know? Yep. So and I think why people also get confused is they, they look and they're like, well, it looks like he's a little than." And I'm like, no, that's, that's, that's not it. Don't get lost in the details. Those are the right? non-important I mean, things. Yeah. Like just look is, I mean, is it, is he balanced? Yes. Is he structurally aligned? Yes. Are his shoulders a little more rounded than some people? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. if he was 30 pounds heavier, maybe he would have to have slightly better alignment because he'd be holding more pressure. There you go. So there's your answer. You know, he's not good cause he's light, but his, but he can stand on his ski slightly different because he's lighter than, than other people who, you know, run 41. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you remember being that age too?
1: Oh my gosh. When I was I mean, that age. Whew. Whew.
0: I mean, it's, it's endless, endless, uh, I I mean, (laughs) whatever, but uh, yeah, I know. But you know what I mean? Like you got endless, endless testosterone pumping through your veins. Like you are ready to go every single day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, but I just see such, such a different, like to me, when I watch him ski, I see a slightly different mindset. And, and because of that mindset, it's easier in my mind, it's easier for him to have that super efficient timing because he's not dealing with what's the boat doing the boat's screaming down the lake it's screaming uninterrupted
1: uninterrupted and like when he when, and that's like when when he he can make you know and yeah this is actually kind of fun talking about a specific he can make these mistakes at 39 that don't appear to rattle him because his default isn't uh Oh, (laughs) I better get on this load quickly and I better get on it now. And I better get on it hard because things aren't really feeling the way they should feel. His, his, his fallback is still the same. I'm going to, I'm going to move forward through the load, you know, and I'm not saying that's how he frames it, but, but you know, early at, early at four ball or late at four ball, he's going to, he comes through with the the same intent, you know, and I don't know how he expresses it, but you, you know, that's, that's where his default is. He's not like the most of us that are just the, you know, there's that panic button doesn't get punched in a negative way.
0: I mean, you just, you just got, you just nailed me on a, on a thought for another episode, which is the default button, right? Like, that's what, what do you, this is what, this is the early season. Like, this is what we're doing. We're trying to reset our default button. Yeah. Good point. That's, that's it. Like you want to, you want to get better you gotta change your default button. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's the crucialest part. When you're pressed, when things aren't right, when you're out of sequence, can you put yourself back into sequence? That's the default yeah. button. That's the button you're yeah. gonna hit. And when you hit that button, if you go back in time like what sometimes I wanna do and just hammer out of the turn and pull, because mm-hmm. that's I what do. we were taught when we were young, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, I, I knock myself when I get to the end of a set and I'm like, Oh, you just, you just reaffirmed the wrong default button. Like, that's not the kind of skiing that I want to do. Right. Like that's why we get mentally prepared to go out there and do all this stuff. So I, I think like just to yeah, not leave I,
1: people hanging, I think, and, and I think we will do a show about, about this. That's a really good idea. I would be ideally when, when, you know, you're running out of space, you know, if you, if you could be, Simply move faster, not harder. I, I mean, that's where you want to start training your default to go.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and we'll I, we will
1: we'll do an episode and we'll discuss exactly what that means. But
0: so, really quickly, I think to to round out this episode, kind of wanted to just get your take on how what, like when you're skiing super efficiently and you're, let's say more in tune or you're working with, you feel like you're skiing with the boat or working with the boat, not fighting against it. Are there certain things that you're feeling? Are there certain ideas that are happening? You know, like, you know, for people that are listening, they're going to want to walk away from this with some ideas of like, Oh, well then how do I do that? Like you just, you just taught me that I that I am doing something that I don't want to be doing, but what am I supposed to be doing? Right. I mean,
1: yeah. I, so for me, it's, it's, if I, I mean, just simply for me, it's two things. One, again, one is, is having the the structure, the stance, the balance that you don't have to fight the load. Cause again, fighting the load is just trying to find balance. Um, and then two, it's, if you were just going to go broad stroke, you would say it's timing. Like, you know, so for me, that's, that's, Have I, from the very start, so this is, you know, it's going to be gates, but not gates, but gates. From the very start, have I created enough, simply enough room and and enough speed that I can, I call it being ahead of the load, that I can come through and have everything set, have my angle set, have that, that everything's lined up with the rope, can I get there before the boat gets to before the boat gets away from me? You know, can I get there and time it that as the boat's moving away, I've already moved through and, and the boat's picking me up as I'm already accelerating back in towards the wakes. Um, so it's, it's just structure and it's, you know, I, I, I like to call it speed and space. But if you're just going to broad stroke it, its structure and its timing. Perfect. And if one perfect. of those two falls out. You know, which one's going to fall out first, you know? Um, and I think just from experience, typically it's the timing is bad. So the, the the structure doesn't really have a chance to be good. You know, if the boat gets you before you're set all the way to the, to the wakes, you're going to be moving around to try and find balance. And that movement, you know, creates excess pressure and it, and it limits your potential to accelerate um,
0: There you go. There you go. I mean, that's, that is about as, uh, as generic and perfect as you can put that without going too deep. You know what I mean? Like you're keeping it, you're keeping it tall. I mean, for me, there's a couple of concepts and then, uh, you know, we can call this thing quits, but number one, the thing that helped me the most probably when I was trying to wrestle with this idea, um, was to just tell myself I can only lose ground going down the course. Now that's not necessarily true. You can build speed (laughs) and so you can build space, but you cannot instantaneously change and make up for mistakes that you've already made. So why keep compounding mistakes with other mistakes and hoping that somehow miraculously, you know, it works out. And that, so that, that was probably the n- number one thing that really helped me was like, if I'm coming into one and I, I can feel myself lose some, I, you know, I get pulled to the inside a little bit going into one, then I know I'm probably not going to turn on the backside of one into a tight hmm. rope. So I'm going to just shift. I just shift my visual three feet past the buoy. Boom. Make that turn. The line was tight. And now I'm going and I'm like, for, from here on out, every buoy is going to be, I'm going to shift that three feet down, You know, not, not three more yeah. feet. I'm going yeah, yeah, to try yeah. to keep it at, I lost three feet. Oh, I just wheelied at two ball. And now I'm like, okay, well now I'm going to be five feet past buoy three, five foot, you know, boom. And maybe I have 25 feet to work with. Um, total in the course, or I don't know what those are. I don't like, it's not really how I do it, but that is yeah. the, the mentality that I have is that I can only lose. I'm not trying to make up. That's, that's number one. And then when I'm skiing really well and efficient and using the boat, uh, a couple of things that I feel, uh, I, you know, gates are, gates are very important because they're going to set your rhythm. And so yeah. I like to feel wide, fast, and light, I mean, that's just, you know, I don't, I want to feel wide, fast, and light. So if I'm out there and I'm in my glide and I feel like I'm up on the boat and I'm fast and I'm balanced. And, um, and then the concept for me is when I want to, when I want to drop into a turn, when I want to finish a turn, when I want to start to accelerate all of those things, I want to have light feet. That's what I call it. Light feet. So you can have heavy feet, heavy feet, uh, dig trenches. Or you can hmm. have light feet that are like I guess what I alluded to earlier yeah. in the ice, ice skating feel, Yeah. right? Like I want to have light feet, no matter what. Like there's never a point at which heavy feet is the go-to move. I mean, maybe if you're so far down course that you just try to you're trying to throw yourself outside the next buoy and you know like this is the last possible moment that I can cut this before I'm going to be too far down course. Like I can understand that, I guess, but I just, just understanding that early season, like when I'm out on my gates, I want to feel, you know, wide, fast and light. And then when it's time to drop into my gate, I want to feel, I want to feel light feet. I want to feel like I'm like, I'm on a cushion there. Not that I'm trying to dig a trench there. I guess and yeah. that's just some just some, you know, easy things to think about that may help you to start to see these lines that we're talking about um and then, you know, getting back to that um default button and really recognizing that if your concept is that I want to just go get back to where I was last year, then that's exactly where you're going to end up and you're going to fight to end there. Whereas you can reframe, reframe the way you're looking at this thing and start a new, new, new mentality and a new, a new attack that, um, can lead you to a more efficient lines, which leads to more buoys and progression and it's easier on your body and it's more fun and it's more exciting. I mean, like this thing, it's, it's everything that you're into and why you get so pumped on skiing is that right there. Is that progression, man?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and you're, you're exactly right. Uh, you know and, and how this ties in with you know w- with early season skiing is you know we mentioned it in the in the episode prior this is your only opportunity to start rewriting some of those those mental scripts